Hi everyone, you're listening to Jess in the Flesh. So this is just the audio version of my live streamed radio show. So I switched it over to podcast format. I live stream the show on Twitch every single Friday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you want to check out the show that way, you can. Also, we're on YouTube, so the link will be in the show notes. So if you want to check that out, honestly, feel free to do so. Anyway, on to the episode. Hey guys, so it's been a couple of weeks, but hi, hope you remember me. If not, my name is Jess. I am a 23-year-old college graduate, coronavirus grad gang, we love that here. And on this podcast, I focus on discussion, discussing, love that I can speak English today. (laughs) I focus on discussing all things self-development, mental health, and creative stuff too. And just a lot of things I think about because I feel like I have all of these very like in-depth thoughts and I can see things from different perspectives than some people. And, you know, I took that personality quiz. I don't remember what it's called, but it tells you like the colors of your brain, like red, green, blue, and yellow, I think. And I I am so yellow, it's ridiculous. That means I'm very, very creative. Like, that's the creative one. You know, one of them is analytical. One of them is, like, caring and loving. I'm pretty sure that's red. I don't remember. But anyway, yes, I'm very, very much a creative person. So I also like to talk about that here. So if you may have noticed, yes, I took a little hiatus, mainly because I was trying to really, like, delve into the concept of this show today, this topic, because this show I'm going to be discussing the Social Dilemma documentary that I watched on Netflix and my opinions on it. I feel like I have a good insight because I can see the good and bad of the situation, and based on the documentary, I took, like, two weeks off of using social media and being present on social media. And, you know, I can talk about my experience along those lines later after I discuss, you know, kind of an overview of what they were talking about. And also, you know, just all of my insights, opinions, and other things in regard to that. But, yes. <laughs> so, first we're going to start off, like always, with my weekly recap, which has now been like two weeks. But, you know, it's fine. We're great. We're thriving. Honey, like, it's all Gucci in this hood. <laughs> so, in the past couple weeks, I've really just been, like focused on, you know, really just trying to take a step back, do a lot of self-care. I've recently been trying to get back into doing more self-care, mainly because 
during this time, I've had a big, like, disconnect with, you know, friends, family, and things just because of the pandemic, and also everyone's just super busy right now, and the holidays are approaching, so it's only going to become worse. But it's okay. It's fine. I'll live. But I did manage to hang out with two of my friends. It was really nice. Yesterday, I went on a walk with my friend from... We've been friends since, like, first grade, my friend. For privacy's sake, I'm not gonna mention her name. Let's call her Jane. So, yeah, me and Jane, like, we hung out. It was a great time. We were walking in the park, and... It was just very nice to get some vitamin D. It was just, it's just been very nice here the past few days. And then about a week ago, I hung out with my friend, um, Caitlin, who, if you watch my YouTube channel, you've seen her before. Yeah. We just went on a drive at night. We were, we were having you know, an emotional discussion. We love, we love deep talks and shit, so we did that. And yeah, also, about a week ago, week ago, week ago, anyway, (laughs) my sister, she had to come home from college for a few days. She was having a lot of medical issues. Her roommate got a cat, and so she had really severe cat allergies, And also, she had a bacterial infection at the same time. It's surprising. She was, like, so sick. It wasn't the Rona. It wasn't Corona. Corona did not come get her in a sleep. No, it was just a bacterial infection. And she is now back there, which is good. She's healthy and she's thriving. But it was very scary because she had a, a lot of symptoms. Like, a ton of symptoms. Like, excessive amount of ailments. Um, what scared me the most was her vision. I feel like that's scary. Like, her vision started to blur. She she would have, like, severe, like, headaches. I mean, she's always had headaches, but never lasting for, like, days. Like, migraines for days. Like, that sucks. Couldn't be me. <laughs> and also, I've been trying to binge watch Once Upon a Time because your girl hasn't finished it. Her Disney Plus subscription ends on November 22nd, and I'm debating whether or not to renew it. I really don't want to. I have the I have season three of Once Upon a Time on DVD, so I mean, if I at least get through season two, I can watch season three, and then after that, I could I guess I could pay either pay for it for a couple more months just to finish it, and then be like deuces Disney Plus, or you know just watch season three and be fine with it the reason i was re-watching it is because i never finished the show so that's the ailment i am facing and i was doing more car research because i'm just very excited about mo and i learned so many things about buying cars it's ridiculous like you know all those manipulative ass car salesmen. Maybe I'll make a whole episode on what I've compiled and things to do and not to do at car dealerships because I got a plethora of information. So if you are interested in that, please let me know. If not, I'm probably just going to make it anyway because, 
you know, this is my podcast, bitch. <laughs> you have no say. I'm kidding. You do have a, an opinion. I value other people's opinions, but not to the point of them making decisions for me all the time. Like, for me, right? If I am stuck on a decision and I could consider multiple options, it's helpful to have another person's opinion, but I don't want another person's opinion just thrown on me when not given said option. Like, for me, I can narrow it down to maybe, like, three to five different options depending on, you know, the situation and what's up, but if I don't do that and you just offer your opinion, like, <laughs> and it wasn't asked for, please stop. Also, another thing that annoyed me, there, I, I don't know if I mentioned this last episode, but there was this man who was at my job and I was like stocking things in the home department. I work in a department store seasonally, you know, make some extra money to, in hopes, get my man's mo. And so, yeah, I was trying to stock stuff and I was trying to look for it. And he was like, no, that goes over here. What do you do? Like, he was up my ass. Like, bro, let me do my shit. <laughs> it's, I'm going to find where it is. And I'm not going to learn where things are because I'm still new. If you keep, you know, taking advantage of my cart, okay? And then, and then he would just take things off of my cart and do it. And I'm like, bro, get your own cart. Like, I'm trying to learn where the shit is so I could do it efficient, efficiently at some other point. It was so irritating, but it was only the first 30 minutes of my shift, so I tolerated it. I did not lash out at this man. You know, he was a middle-aged man who had felt the need to feel like, you know, he was superior to me. I also look like I'm 16, apparently, according to a lot of <laughs> my managers and the middle-aged um, bit of people that I work with. So... I think that they think they can just talk to me however the fuck they want. No. Even if I was a teenager, you should respect everyone regardless of their age. And you shouldn't talk down upon people because they they look young or whatever. It was, it's just annoying. It's like, even if you are a teenager, most teenagers have enough competence to know what to do. More so than you. It's like, bro, you're like a 40, 50-year-old woman slash man working at a department store. You're really all not all that high and mighty. So keep your fucking opinions to yourself, okay? <laughs> I don't know. And th there's also some young people who have had more life experiences and life lessons than some older people. So you, you just can't assume that young people don't know what's up because there's a lot that really do but people just delve into them stereotypes and it's annoying i feel like stereotypes can either really help a situation or like hurt a situation it obviously is very judgmental to solely have an opinion on so of someone based on a stereotype but at the same time, it helps people, I guess, find a sense of community. Like, if even if they don't feel like they're a part of that stereotype, you know, like, 
For example, a lot of the time in like school and stuff, you would sit with your crew that is like, you know, the same race as you, the have the same interests and things. Just because you can relate to them and you're very similar, like similar values. That's how a lot of people make friends. And it just feels easier that way, I guess. I like I like to surround myself with some of those people, but also people that challenge me and challenge my opinions. Because I like having a variety of perspectives about the same topic. I'm the kind of person who likes to see things from all different angles. So then I can actually definitively make my own opinion. Because if you are just getting your sources or or like let me rephrase that if you're just getting your opinion from someone else telling you some information like don't you question the other side's perspective there could be a big piece of information that's missing that you're not getting to really make your decision there's a lot of people who who have friends who tell them something they believe them 100% it could be misinformation we don't know and then that's just their opinion because it's their friend's opinion and it's annoying because people need to have more they, they need to really come up with their own opinion and not give a fuck about what other people think it's like, you need to check your sources. I'll get, I can get into this later with social media. But in general, you need to really gather all of the information that you can before you really can form an adequate opinion on it. An, an opinion that's like backed up by fact, not just an opinion backed up by an opinion of someone else. You know, like, it's just so irritating and... You know, I'm not going to get too, too into it, but I do know some people who are like that, and it really grinds my gears, okay? It heats me up inside. It makes me frustrated. It's it's just because I'm so open and creative, and I'm, I feel like I am the furthest thing from a close-minded person, so I feel like it's just difficult to have some very close of bitches obviously you want to have opinions uh, being opinionated is chill like it gives you something to believe in it shows that you're passionate about something regardless of what it is you know and that's always a good thing but people just they don't some people just don't have a backbone okay and that's that's just straight up what it is some people just agree with others to make things easy, make things simple, and not cause conflict. And I, for one, used to always do that. Um, And I'm trying to assert myself a little bit more because, you know, not everyone's going to like you anyway. And some people aren't going to like that you can't make a decision. I can be very indecisive at times when it comes to certain things and all take a step back and really question what I'm doing or anything just because a lot of my dreams and personal goals and aspirations don't align with 
traditional belief of, you know, getting a degree, getting a job, and working that job for 40 years, and then retiring and living, you know, below your means or whatever, and then dying. I don't want to be stuck in that, and I'm definitely the kind of person who values constant, like, shifts in things. I have mentioned before in previous podcasts that I really, really like variety and change. I'm the kind of person who gets bored super easily. If I'm doing the same thing every single day, I will begin to hate my life. And that's why I didn't want to, like, throw myself into something that was just, like, solely one thing. And I also know that passive income or diversifying your income can really help you in that sense because one day it's like I can focus on this and I can focus on that and then you know it's spread it out but at the same time you know I just feel like a lot of people put their all their eggs in one basket and then they really just if, it's so frustrating. They put all their eggs in one basket. And for example, like this pandemic happens and they lose their job. And then they complain about, oh, I, ca- I can't get a job. It's too hard. Like, <laughs> like, bitch, you could pretty much walk in and get any retail job. All retail's hiring. It's just the fact that you don't want to do that work because it's demeaning, degrading. Thing is, nobody gives a fuck. Nobody's gonna judge you. It's a fucking pandemic. Wouldn't you rather make some money than sitting on your ass and making nothing? You know what I'm saying? Also, I was having this conversation yesterday with my friend on our walk. Thing that really makes me mad are the kids around my age who are, you know, getting unemployment money from the government and like literally feeding off the government not looking for a job having no career aspirations and doing nothing and just getting paid thousands of dollars monthly and they're living with their parents and they don't really even need that money it's very selfish it's very wrong it's taking away money from other people who need it like you know families who are going through this crisis and imagine you have you are a parent and you have children to take care of and you can't adequately feed them or clothe them or provide proper housing for them because you can't get government funding since little Susie over here is living off unemployment and is like an 18-year-old living at home with her parents. The government needs to regulate that more because it really makes me pissed off. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is a really negative way to start off my podcast, but I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about more. It's just, it just really isn't fair because there are literally people who cannot give money to, like, have earned enough money to really care for their kids or they barely make enough to, like, provide for living and they're struggling and they're going into more and more debt and I just don't think it's fair and it's it's awful like (laughs) if you're doing that fuck you I'm kidding I'm kidding please don't come at me but 
it just really makes me mad. And then because a lot of those kids are actually making more from the government funds, they're not looking for jobs. They're they're basically being taught that, oh, the government's gonna fund whatever. It doesn't matter if I work. Like, it's annoying how I feel like my generation isn't as motivated to get out there and do something for themselves. It just makes me mad. But, anyway. That's the tea. <laughs> Speaking of work, though, I may or may not be picking up a third job. Okay. Let me explain it to you this way. The first job that I got, I was only getting like 10 hours a week and that was not cutting it Uh, and it's annoying because they continue to hire people and won't give their employees that they have now enough hours i.e me and it makes me mad so then i went and i got another job behind the back because i was a little bitter bitch okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i was a little bit bitter don't be bitter but i was at that moment okay maybe i'm a hypocrite but i i'm trying to get better at that so I went and got another job that's giving me like 20-25 hours a week, which is nice. But I still want to make like some full-time money as full-time as you can get with a freaking minimum wage crap. Because they're only giving me minimum wage, which kind of made me mad. But a job is a job nonetheless. And then, you know, my mom, my mom works distributing cards for a company so she goes to like target acme whatever and she puts out their cards and like changes them out and stuff like they had their own card people so she's one of those people and her boss said that they needed seasonal help and so i would be helping her do that and i feel like that's fun because that's her first job that she's had after she raises kids and She's been there for like maybe four or five months and she really likes it and I feel like it would make her happy to show me how to do things. And also they pay 15 an hour so why wouldn't I do it? Honestly why wouldn't I do it? Then that's the tea. (laughs) But anyway let's get into some music now after I went on my preliminary rants about a lot of different areas of discussion. I don't know why I'm so bitter this week. I just, you know, I just needed to let it out. I feel like all this time being isolated, I have a lot of days off this week, and then after this week, I'm literally just going to be swamped with working pretty much every single day up until January. So, It'll be interesting for me to, like, really go through that. Because I don't think I've ever, like, grinded that hard. And hopefully somewhere in there I can squeeze in buying my car or getting doing a test drive. If I have any time off whatsoever. But I feel like I'm just mostly concerned about Black Friday. But I'm curious about how that's going to go because you know, the pandemic, I feel like a lot more people are going to buy online, so it shouldn't be too, too overwhelming, but we'll see, and yeah. So anyway, we'll take our music break, and then I'll go into the topic of social media and the social dilemma. So let's go, baby!
So for my first musical recap, I played Private Eye by Alkaline Toto, Beneath the Water by Feed the Birds. I also played Help is on the Way by Rise Against, and I Love You, I Love You, It's Disgusting by Broadside. The next break I played Anything for You by Ludo, as well as Okay, y'all, we back with the topic of discussion. Hope you enjoyed the musical selection. Don't want to know if you sure as hell did, baby. So, first I'm just going to talk about the social dilemma as an overview. So, if you haven't watched the documentary on Netflix, I recommend that you do that before you listen to this. Or if you don't give a flying fuck about spoilers, you can stick around if you oh so choose. So, in general, the documentary talks about the dark side of social media and how it is affecting everyone globally in very scary ways. But yeah, so I'm gonna just go into like different big broad topics that they discuss and go into a little more depth about them. So they talk about a very obvious one I think that a lot of people would think of off the bat. Addiction to social media. And obviously, this is a very significant thing in millennials and Gen Z. So, a lot of people in my age group deal with this in general. And they emphasize that you are the product. Like, your attention is what all these social media apps, websites, whoever you want to phrase it... (laughs) Um, They really just want your attention. And this could be seen as a waste of time. Imagine how much time you spend on your phone just scrolling on whatever your social media app of choice is. I'm not just going to call out any individual ones, really. Maybe one or two, but (laughs) yeah. And it can really contribute to really poor mental health and a lack of genuine human connection and the mental health part it contributes to especially a lot of young girls you know comparing themselves to other people and being down on themselves like never before since social media has come out suicide rates in general rose by over 200%. I don't remember the exact percentage they used in the documentary, but that alone is horrifying. And just simply because they're being exposed to other people who they see as perfection. And a lot of the times, you know, those people manipulate their photos to look a certain way with like facetune photoshop all them all them apps they can really put forward the image that they want other people to see them and it could just be very harmful especially when it comes to body image just you know face acne things like that and the lack of genuine human communication part i feel like it's very, yeah, it's very impersonal. 
you know like having a conversation in person to me is always so much better than over social media or over the phone or anything like but that's like a a personal thing for me because I really just I my personality really doesn't come across well in like texting or dms or any of that because you can't really hear tone of voice so things could be misunderstood misconstrued but you know that's also in line along the lines of like texting and stuff but I feel like when you like someone's photo it makes you like like what kind of human connection is that I don't know liking someone's photo is like zero human connection to me it's just it's just dumb and and they tend to use our own psychology against us to make us stay on the apps longer so this is along the lines of what i was saying like you get notifications when someone likes your photos or whatever because they know that that gives you a boost of serotonin or when someone comments it makes you have a little more self-worth just because you see that number going up and it's really sad that a lot of people attribute their self-worth to a number they see on a screen that isn't really relevant that doesn't really matter and I definitely used to do that a lot you know I contribute I really emphasize my self-worth on that and it's ridiculous who really cares (laughs) Ultimately, who really cares besides yourself? You really only care about your your own, your own likes, your dislikes, or whatever. I mean, nobody really can dislike an Instagram photo, <laughs> which is good. I mean, at least they don't have that, because that would be even more, like, harmful with cyberbullying and stuff. Cyberbullying also contributes to a lot of people's insecurities and mental health and things and if you were being cyberbullied or see cyberbullying please do something about it if you were being cyberbullied i would just take a step i would just take a step back and not post or just block all those people who are saying rude things to you and a lot of the time the rude things people say to you are coming from a place of their own insecurity a lot of people reflect their insecurities and, or deflect their insecurities and push push them onto others because, you know, that's the thing that they're very insecure about. And yes, I like I said, I understand it. I understand why it happens, but it doesn't make it right. You can understand why people do things, but either way, it doesn't make it right. And why should you subject yourself to that and you know, it usually has nothing to do with you. It usually has to do with a an individual's own issues that they're going through. So you can't really attribute that to your own self-worth and you can't, you can't let it affect you. And it helps if you just block them, ignore the comment, and just let it slide. It's not the end of the world. But I feel like cyberbullying definitely plays a big factor in 
suicide and mental health issues in regard to social media and comparison and all that. And also along the lines of social media accounts trying to make you addicted, it's really all in the algorithm. And so all these companies use AI and to to gradually learn more information about you based on your likes and what you interact with on their platform. And then the more you use it, the more they gear the content that you most engage with to you to make you stay on it longer because they know that you enjoy seeing those things. And thus, it can lead to you becoming addicted and scrolling for hours and not realizing how much time has gone by because it's showing you all the content that it knows that you like. And, you know, it's very much individualized. And a lot of people don't understand how individualized it is because there are some people who see a completely different thing on their feed, different content that is being presented to them with different information uh, compared to other people because it knows what your interests are and where those lie. And there are a lot of people who assume, like, oh, you've definitely seen this. Like, particularly on TikTok, if you're on the For You page and you're scrolling and you see this sound, like, so many times and you ask someone else about it, they're going to be like, I don't know what that is. What are you talking about? That happens a lot. And you're like, really? You haven't seen that? It's everywhere. It, you're just perceiving it as being everywhere because that's it, it, the algorithm is gearing towards your likes as opposed to someone else's likes. In the documentary, I found this very fascinating. In the basements of all these headquarters for these social media companies, they have just a basement full of computers, each of them running either a small, simple part of the algorithm or a very complex part of the algorithm, and they're running constantly. And so it's very much a constant evolution of the algorithm gearing it towards you and it's obtained by all of these computers it takes a lot of energy to get your attention and a lot of money goes into it but they're also making a lot of money solely based on the attention that you're giving all of these platforms even though they're free it makes so much through ad revenue and other other sources of income as well you know it's it's wild and to gear all of this information towards you, there is a lot of data collection that occurs. So, like I said previously, all of these companies collect very personal data about each user to appeal to their needs and give them notifications and content to keep them on the app longer or get them to click on the app on their phone. And a lot of the data that they collect even is so so much geared towards the person that everything you do on the app is tracked even the amount of time you spend looking at a piece of content that regardless of where it is like instagram if you're looking at a photo it will track how long you are looking at the photo engaging with it the type of content that you comment on, and everything like that. Which 
is crazy to me. I really just, it's just insane. And then also, because of all of this data collection, and it's so, so personal and very, very invasive, it almost feels like the more you put out, the less privacy you have. And nowadays, social media is just so easily accessible to everyone, but also a very well-accepted thing. Majority of people are on social media, and so a lot of people don't think about how much personal data is being collected on them, especially because from the documentary, I learned that there are no laws about data collection through social media. So basically, there aren't any regulations set in place, any restrictions, So, they could collect as much data as they want on you. In regard to, like, television advertisements, they do have rules and regulations about data collection. But for social media, they don't have any of those laws in place. And I feel like that's very important to have. Because people need some sort of privacy. Even if you put out the information... It's crazy if you put out something years and years and years ago and they still have that data on you. Like, I don't know, that makes me feel weird. Because everyone grows and change, changes and things and it's like your evolution is documented on there. Like, weird, weird stuff. Like, even if you delete something, they still have it on record somewhere. Regardless of what it was. Which is scary. Because I feel like we've all posted something or said something or shared a very controversial opinion and not everyone liked it and you delete it. But these companies still have access to those things because they have no limits on data collection. It's it's, it's insane. Also, specifically when it comes to like Facebook ad campaigns or Instagram ad campaigns, It makes the site even more addicting because these ads that are driving the social media company's revenue, it allows people to set them to target the ideal audience for these products and things to make themselves more money, whether it's a small business, affiliate links, whatever. And it allows the spread of misinformation as well because if you pay enough money with these facebook ads you can spread so much misinformation and it's insane you know like can when it especially when it comes to conspiracy theories how many conspiracy theories are actually real probably not too many of them It's interesting for me to learn about them because I'd be like, that would be interesting if it was true. But a lot of people fully believe these things that they have no evidence of just solely based on a, you know, an algorithm that kind of pushed this content at them and make them believe in this one side. You have to gather information from all sources, kind of like I mentioned earlier, and also from multiple. So even if it's the same information, it should be from multiple sources. You can't just take it one thing and be like, oh, this is true. And I feel like this 
spread of misinformation is very harmful. And it makes people very misinformed about politics and the news. And literally, they were showing situations that can cause, like, real violence and conflict based on certain scenarios that happen over social media, like Pizzagate. Um, I don't remember exactly what that was all about, but it was causing people to break into stores and without guns and things because they believed in it so heavily because of Facebook ads. Like, Facebook ads are so powerful in, like, it can be a very harmful way. For a business owner, it's a very good, useful tool to have Facebook ads because it would help, you know, drive your business because it's targeting the people that would be most likely to purchase your product or service or whatever which is great for them, but in regard to the misinformation being spread, it's very harmful, very toxic. And, like, another example of this is the storming of Area 51. There was a guy who made a TikTok. He was like, we're gonna, we should storm Area 51 on this specific date. And then, an, like, an uprising on social media like happened it went viral everyone was so into it people actually showed up on that day and later on he said that it was a complete joke it was it was a joke and people took it so seriously and they actually showed up there it was like a spread of misinformation and it caused a lot of conflict and it was it was scary like someone could have died in that situation if they're trying to storm area 51 and trying to break in there you know the government could have done something to block people out you know like scary shit also along these lines using facebook ads and all of this unlimited unregulated data collection these companies can contribute to politics and ultimately sway elections. And they were saying that there was significant evidence found that the Russians manipulated the 2016 presidential election through Facebook advertisements to turn the tides of the election. Because as we all remember, Hillary was projected to win from the beginning. And then all of a sudden, Trump pulls the win out of his his little asshole <laughs> sorry and so this completely um was seen as technological warfare to cause conflict within country because the russians were pushing all these ads spreading misinformation about um hillary or trump or whatever to get people to vote for him and since there are no barriers to this data collection, it's really easy to manipulate people into doing things that they want you to do, you know? So the most easily manipulated people are at the most risk for these things. And it's very scary. Oh yeah, that was kind of the gist of what I pulled from it. And so after the musical break... I'm going to discuss more about how they recommend to um, regulate your social media use to protect yourself more 
from all these harmful effects of social media on you and your life and everything. So, yeah, I'll talk about that and I'll also talk about my personal relationship with social media and my experience being on social media and the pros and cons that I see just based on this. And, yeah. The next break, I played Anything For You by Ludo, as well as Hope by Christian Leave, Reaching Out by Ricky Smith, and Don't Want to Know If You Were Lonely by Husker Du. Alright guys, so now on to more meat and potatoes of the episode. It's so weird, I didn't say that this time at the beginning. Who am I? What is my branding? Obviously, um, I'm slacking over here. <laughs> um, but yeah. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the suggestions that they make in the documentary about protecting yourself or using social media in a more, I guess, a, a less toxic way and not let the effects manipulate you or make your mental health plummet to hell because that that's very tragic okay so they recommend that you fact check like don't accept the first thing that you see news wise especially on twitter not to call them out but (laughs) news wise you have to really check various sources to be able to know what's what's up i mean honestly who knows I'm not going to talk about conspiracy theories or anything, but there is also this other documentary discussing, I I saw it on YouTube, it was discussing how the media in general, like news outlets, a lot of the time all coordinate certain things to push on the news and You don't really know what's true, what's not. And then all that manipulation in Hollywood. So if you're interested in that documentary, I'll leave it in the description for you. But it was, that was really interesting. That's kind of what I thought of. But yeah, just check your sources to figure out your opinions on certain matters and other things. Because some people can just, like I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, can just have an opinion solely based on one thing they heard one time. And to me, that's ridiculous. And hopefully you can find that a little obscure because, you know, there have been times when I've told someone something that was inaccurate, not intentionally, because that's what I thought was true because I heard it somewhere. For example, recently this happened. I... I thought that Campbell's soup was going bankrupt because I heard it from someone else and I told someone and then after that I looked it up and I, I still see them in stores so that's a lie. They're not. So <laughs> like even if it's something as as dumb and irrelevant as Campbell's soup <laughs> it could become more serious of a topic, you know? So It's very important that you check your sources. And that's why they emphasize this when you're writing papers in school. Like, they're like, "Hmm, you gotta have multiple sources so you can fact check and make sure the information is all accurate. 
because they're kind of preparing you for the real world when it comes to news and media and just general discussions between people. Uh, It also recommends that if you have the apps on your phone, turn off notifications because it would prevent the dopamine rush or your willingness to click on the app solely to remove the notifications and, like, I don't know. For me personally, I... Every time I see a notification, like that little circle with the number next to my apps on my phone, I'm like, I have to get rid of it. So I go on, I clear the notification, and I have no other reason to be on the app just besides removing the notification because it annoys me. So if you don't have those on, you're really only going to go on the app when you want to, not when you are prompted to, you know? Because... I know a lot of times some people, once they're on the app via notification, they're just on there for out. Like, they, it just sucks them in. But for me personally, that doesn't happen. I literally just go in and get rid of the notifications and leave because, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I have a disconnect with social media with, uh, compared to people my age, but I'll talk about that in a minute more. Uh, leave devices out of your bedroom before bed. I agree that before bed is definitely a time where you're probably gonna be on your phone. Honestly, I feel like I do this sometimes. But usually it's not with social media. For me, I have an issue with like Netflix and YouTube video watching before bed. So, you know, it's it, that's also not very healthy, but I understand why people do it. But, you know, like, I feel like there have been studies that they've done saying that it affects your sleep. If you're looking at your screen before bed, it contributes to insomnia and all that. But, you know, it's just not healthy. And your brain is going to retain what you've, like, the last things you've absorbed before bad more. And they'll really drain into your subconscious. So if you're on social media and you see a lot of negative things, and a lot of news tends to be negative. So a lot of things you're going to see will potentially be negative. That won't be good for your subconscious, which will overall affect your conscious thinking. Because... You know, all that's connected. I'm not going to go too in detail about, like, psychology and brain shit. (laughs) But in general, that's kind of what it is. It also recommends in the documentary that you give yourself a time limit. What is reasonable for you. And you should really keep track of the amount of time you're spending on it. Just so you have kind of an awareness of how much time you are quote-unquote wasting or just in general using social media. Obviously, this can be difficult if social media is your job, but you still have to be aware of why you're on it, if you're using it for pleasure or not. Like, you have to really clarify what you're doing with it and your time on there. And you should really just stick to the time limit because... You could really get sucked in and realize, oh, I wasted my whole day just on my phone and that's 
obviously not healthy. You have to communicate with people in person. You should go outside, get some freaking vitamin D, bitch. <laughs> you know? And it's just a lot healthier. So, you know, social media doesn't manipulate you as much with ad targeting or also just keep your mental health in check. You'll be less likely to compare yourself to other people because you'll be spending less time and absorbing less content that could potentially make you feel bad about yourself. And that's not good. You know, that's never a good thing, okay? And they also recommend if you can delete social media accounts, do it. Especially the ones you don't need or use. And for me personally, I have so many accounts on so many things but it's funny because I don't really use social media all that much I don't really absorb the content unless it's like TikTok or YouTube I'm very much a video person I really don't care about Facebook I really don't care about Instagram all that much unless you know I'm posting something to you know try to be get more exposure to things like my podcast or my video content on youtube but twitter to me is so fucking dumb like i i want to delete all my twitter accounts i really i have three twitter accounts do i need three twitter accounts no do i post on twitter not really the only reason why i had my first account was because you know that was kind of for me to put my one-liner jokes that no one was there for that i thought of (laughs) It's really kind of a documentation of my one-liner jokes. And I'll just post on there when I have new content out. You know, nobody really follows me on Twitter. I'm not complaining about that because I don't give a fuck about Twitter either. (laughs) But I also have two other accounts on there, which I need to delete because they're dumb. Like, there's no... Like, I don't use Twitter. I literally... I don't like it. I'm very much more of a visual person, as I mentioned, and I feel like it's just a waste of space on my phone. You know what I'm saying? If I need to tweet something, I can do it from my laptop. I don't need those notifications. I don't care about them. I get them all the time. I just go in to get rid of the notifications, but I never stay on it. That's kind of how I am. Like, I, I literally waste time just going in to get rid of the notifications, but I don't really stay on apps. When it comes to Facebook, I don't really care about Facebook either i i made a facebook account when i was like in fifth grade because it was kind of what everyone was doing so i lied about my age to get a facebook account i think you had to be 13 to have facebook at that point and i was like 10 or 11 years old so i was lying about my age just to have a facebook account because that's what other people did and that was like what was cool and at this point, I, I, I just, I don't, I feel like it's for, like, middle-aged moms to bring them at their kids, <laughs> and, like, I'm not really there for that. The only reason why I keep Facebook is to have my Facebook pages as kind of home pages for content and things, really just to spread my message and, like, do things personally and just to be a part of certain groups to get information about YouTube or 
entrepreneurship, business, that kind of stuff. Like, I like to look at those. But I am definitely not the person to post on there. And I'm definitely not the person to look at my homepage and just scroll. Because I don't really care. I don't give a fuck. I don't watch any of the YouTube, I mean, the Facebook watch content. I just think it's dumb. And I don't use Facebook. I really don't. And at some point, I might use Facebook ads. (laughs) just because it's easy even though it's like manipulative i feel like it's a very like hard thing because now that i've watched this documentary and even before that you know i'm kind of aware of all of the issues with social media and i have a lot of accounts but i barely use social media really it's like i don't like absorbing other people's content but i i like to put myself out there and reach people and spread messages But, you know, I don't expect people to absorb my content because I don't absorb theirs because I don't like spending time on social media. I just, I just don't benefit from it. I don't really care. Like, that's the thing with Facebook, too. It's like, I've only, I'm only really friends with people from, like, high school and elementary school. Like, do I give a fuck about them now? No. Like, sorry. (laughs) Like, sorry. I don't really care. Unless they're relevant in my life now, which only a few of them are. Love you guys, you're cool. But the rest of them, it's like, okay, we were acquaintances, whatever. Do I really care where you are, what you're doing? Not really. After high school, nobody really cares. Everyone's kind of self-involved in general. But I really just don't, I don't really care. It sounds bad. It's like, it sounds horrible. It's like, oh, I don't care about other people. No, but it's... It's like nobody cares about me, what I'm doing. I don't really care about what they're doing. It's kind of a mutual, like, not caring sort of vibe. But also, (laughs) when it came to social media, I was drawn to it in another way when I was younger because I've always been an introvert. I've always been a very shy person. And social media made it a lot easier for me to express myself and that's why I still enjoy it to this day because I'm still very introverted. I feel like this podcast slash radio show, whatever you want to call this bitch, it kind of allows me to open up and speak my truth and really speak my mind and express myself. I am not the kind of person to go and start a conversation with someone random or even an acquaintance i i'm i'm also not the kind of friend to initiate plans or reach out to people when i'm struggling or whatever but you know as a shy person social media kind of helped me find my voice and that's kind of what led me here to the show and i really enjoy doing this because it's therapeutic for me and hopefully by listening to this show, it can really, like, allow people to have a different perspective or think differently or can challenge my beliefs. I am so, like I mentioned at the beginning, I am so open to people challenging my perspective on things because there are some things that even I, as a very creative person, can't see from a different perspective you know? So, it's, it's very cool to be able to also spread my message to a global audience because of social media, because of the internet. So, I'm grateful for that. But I also don't want to be the reason people, like, 
quote-unquote waste their day i at least want what i'm spreading and the content on social media to be valuable so then it doesn't feel like a waste at least to me or to others and if they want to spend time on my content they can but it's still like a double-edged sword i still feel bad because by creating content i'm contributing to the problem and then it's a never-ending cycle right so that's why for me i've just always been inconsistent on social media there have been moments where i'm like i want to grow this thing and then there are other times where i'm like "Eh, no that's scary if people start to listen to me then i have a certain standard i have to live up to and more people's eyes on you you have more pressure to do and say the right things and It's kind of restricting on, like, yourself as a person because you're walking on eggshells instead of fully expressing your true opinions and thoughts and things. It's it's very difficult, especially now because everyone, in my opinion, can be a little overly sensitive. I'm not saying that having sensitivity is a flaw. I mean, being sensitive is a very admirable quality, but... Some people take one thing you say and turn it into something else. And it's just, it's very toxic in that way. So, you know, that's why it's like I'm always on or off social media. It's like never really an in-between. It's very, like I have a very complicated, complicated relationship with social media in my mind. But, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, there was also points for me on social media where I use it as a source of validation. Like I mentioned previously, I really did link the amount of likes I got in posts to my self-worth and that affected my mental health very negatively and that that's not healthy so I <laughs> tended to just stop posting as much or as frequently. I didn't want to post a lot because I didn't I didn't want to be disappointed at the number of likes I was getting versus someone else I knew who got like hundreds of likes and I only got like 30 and you know even though it's on a very small scale that's not something you should be insecure about the people that care and matter are the people that are gonna engage with your content you know like I just I don't think that the amount of likes or views something gets contributes to the value of whatever that is there are definitely instances especially like my time on youtube where i felt like i posted a very very valuable source of content i put a lot of work and effort into it and it doesn't perform as well as i wanted to and that's okay because i know that it's outside of my control because also the amount of likes isn't just dependent on who who's following you and who sees it. It's also dependent on how the algorithms work and things along like that nature. And a lot of social media platforms push out content of people who are very consistent on the platform. And I'm usually not consistent on platforms like that because it does negatively impact my mental health when I post and that's why for me when I post something on you know Instagram 
because that's really the only app that I kind of use to push my content the most in regard to all of my creative endeavors. I, I will post and I will close out of the app because I, I don't want to, I don't want to look at the amount of likes it's getting. I don't want to be hyper-focused on that and attribute that to my self-worth. Like, I'll post and I just won't look at it again. Like, it's just gone. I'm not going to look at the statistics. I'm not going to look at how well it performs because, you know, things are meant to, to me, I believe things are meant to happen as they happen and, just because you know that you have value and you share that value doesn't mean that, you know, the amount of, the amount of likes it gets doesn't re- correlate with the value that your content possesses. And sometimes it's just luck, you know? Like, there are other pieces of content that do so much better and you're like, Why? For example, I posted one episode of my podcast on YouTube and my YouTube account for this podcast only has like six, seven subscribers. I just started it and one of the videos got like almost 200 views and I was like, holy shit, like I didn't look at it. I didn't expect that. It just happened and I was, I was very in shock about it. But even after that, you can't just have the expectation that all of your videos from then on are going to do perform as well. It's dependent on a lot of things, and it's why you can't really attribute your self-worth to a number on a screen. Like, it's just kind of sad, kind of ridiculous, but yes, I did used to do that. So now that's why I take a step back and I don't look at numbers because... I don't want to be depressed (laughs) because of it. As long as I know that what I'm doing is valuable and can be seen as valuable to others, I I shouldn't care about, you you know, whether or not someone likes it or whatever or become obsessive with numbers. But like I mentioned in my episode on here, I talked about YouTube and why I'm not growing as fast as I want to and my theories on that, it's a very similar thing. I don't want to just solely focus on numbers and attribute that to my self-worth. Sometimes it becomes difficult, so the easiest way for me to just not is to post and ghost. I, I like to, I like to do that. It's not, it's not that I like to abandon the people who, you know, support me and comment and like my videos, my, Instagram post or whatever. It's just the fact that I don't want to see the numbers because I don't want to be insecure about the numbers or attribute that to my self-worth because I'm not expecting them to like do well. You know, like I'm not expecting like skyrocketed numbers, but then if you're not expecting it when it happens, it's it's a, it's a bigger serotonin rush than if, you know, you're bitter from the beginning because you're happening once and it's like, oh, it's a fluke, whatever. But if you really just... Posting ghosts is, like, the best method <laughs> for maintaining my mental health when it comes to social media and things, you know? And just, it allows me to not have an expectation for that content. 
as long as I'm proud of that content and it reaches the right people, which I believe that when you, you know, you put yourself out there and you do something, it's going to reach the right people regardless. If it does that, it does, it serves its purpose regardless of how many people see it. It's a very personal thing. And, you know, on this podcast, I tend to bear it all. Like, I don't hide anything. I show my good and my bad sides. And I think that people need to do that more. And regardless of how many people see my good and bad sides, you know, it's, I feel like it's mutually beneficial in that way. But, like I say, I don't really, I don't really observe content or consume content as much in regard to social media. Like, I don't scroll on Instagram. I don't really care. <laughs> like, you know, sometimes, sometimes your friends will be like, you didn't like my Instagram post. I'm a bit of a bitch. No, it's like, I literally don't see it because I don't go on Instagram. I just go on Instagram to like, post and spread my message and yeah like I'm saying it's for my mental health it's not a personal thing like um that I'm not interacting with anyone because either way I appreciate anyone who takes their time their much valued time to either listen to my podcast watch my youtube channel really anything I'm I'm so grateful regardless of how successful other people perceive me and my channel I I think what I'm doing is adding to the world and contributing in a way but yes like I said earlier I feel like by making content it's almost like you're contributing to the problem and it's like I don't want to be a part of the problem but at the same time it's helpful to use it to spread a message so it's it's a very, like, personal conflict that I have, and that's a lot of the time why I'm very inconsistent with this stuff, because it comes to a point where how much time do I spend on this to promote it or interact with other accounts to, you know, play the social media game to get followers, to get likes, and it shouldn't be about that. People will naturally be drawn to your content, you know, if it gives them some sort of value. And you don't, you don't want people to follow you just solely because you followed them. The whole follow for follow shit is bullshit because you look like a clown if you have thousands of followers, but you only get 10 likes on Instagram I'm sorry, you just look like a fucking bozo. You look like an idiot. (laughs) So, it's like you'd rather have a small following with an engaged audience, and that's partially what I want. At the same time, it's like, I don't want to abandon the audience that I have just solely because I post and ghost. But at the same time, like I said previously, it's it's for my mental health. If you comment on something, I usually check my social media like once a day at night. Not right before bed, but like at night. I'll kind of check to see. But 
it's very limited time that I spend actually absorbing that kind of content. Unless it's YouTube, <laughs> because I really like watching YouTube videos. I more so watch YouTube videos and Netflix, but, you know, that's just a me thing because I make YouTube videos. So, you know, sometimes you gotta take notes, take inspiration from people, but, <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that was a really long a really long rant, but I feel like I mentioned all of the negatives about social media, but I think the positives are that if you have a message that you want to spread, you can target the people that you want the message to go to. If you also want to put money down and you don't have to do that, and you can also do this on a global spectrum and you're not limited to the area you live in as much and it's just helpful to connect with people on that scale but at the same time is it really a genuine connection and i guess it just depends on how you use social media and how how you take advantage or don't take advantage of your situation. Yeah. But reflecting on my own personal relationship with social media, changes I want to make, I want to delete social media accounts and websites and all different accounts on several things not even just social media email subscriptions i need to go through and delete i have so many email subscriptions it's ridiculous <laughs> and i really need to delete all those accounts i have like six instagram accounts does anyone need six instagram accounts and i don't even use all of them so i need to delete them i i think because, you know, I'm the kind of person who likes to, well, you know, when you, when you learn something about social media, right, like, I learned that you have to stick to a niche or whatever to grow, so I would make a different Instagram account for all my different interests, but why can't I just make one account and it just be enough and not care about numbers? That's what I'm doing, so I'm going to delete my art account. I'm going to delete my, my, I had an anonymous account. You're never going to find out what that is, but there was an anonymous account. I'm deleting that. I'm deleting <laughs> my Indigo Stardust account, which was, a, and also the YouTube channel and the website. Basically, that was a little side project I did when I was brainwashed. I was literally brainwashed. If you want to you want to listen to that podcast episode i talk about the time i was in an mlm and how that really contributed to me and my view of the world and you can see how much i changed in the videos on the indigo stardust youtube account at least until i delete it so it's it's crazy i wasn't the same person at that time as i am now which is wild and that was the least authentic I ever was. But if you want to listen to that episode, 
please. I feel like that is a super interesting episode because not a lot of people have ever been in an MLM and not a lot of people, like, people are curious about what it's like, I think, you know? So, I share my two cents on that over there. I also, another change, another change I want to make is to turn off notifications on the social media apps I do keep on my phone. Now, I definitely need to turn off Instagram notifications and Facebook notifications. TikTok notifications have never been on for me, which is shocking, honestly. (laughs) I've never had TikTok notifications on. I feel like I also need to turn off YouTube notifications as well. Just because that little circle with the number just pisses me off so much I have to get rid of it. Like I said, it's like a a temptation. But literally, I'm the kind of person who gets rid of it and then closes the app. I don't stay on it. But it's still, it's kind of a nuisance to me because it's almost like, it doesn't feel like it's my choice to go on or not. So I'm going, going to turn off all of those notifications, which would definitely help me at least not waste some time. But I feel like this documentary also made me reflect on, you know, just being more conscious of how I'm spending my time. You know, there have been a lot of times where I've been on a YouTube or Netflix binge less on you know facebook instagram twitter all that all that jazz but it's still kind of related and i don't really realize how much time i wasted until i look at the clock and i'm like holy shit it's been like four hours what have i been doing absolutely nothing (laughs) nothing and it's like you do need downtime to rest and reflect and if watching some netflix makes you happy do it or YouTube, do it. But, you know, I just want to regulate that because there are other things that I could be doing with my time that would be equally, if not more, fulfilling and boost my self-esteem and serotonin more (laughs) than just sitting and watching videos. And being productive gives me some sense of purpose, some sense of joy in that regard. So, I feel like I just want to be like conscious and set limits on more so video based content as opposed to social media time but I do think that that is definitely something else that's very valuable okay up next we're gonna have our last musical break and then we're gonna close out the show during this short final break I played every time you walk away by DJ D.A. Wallach And Now You Know by Jonah Green. Alright guys, so it has come to the end of the show. So, I'm just gonna talk about what we do. Okay, well, what we do at the end of the show always is a question of the day. So, I always take these questions from my ask.fm account slash jessicawise31 so you could leave a question that you have for me there you know and it's anonymous so i think that's very fascinating to me today's question of the day or question of the show is 
What was the last thing you purchased and why? So the last thing that I purchased was for my dad's birthday. I bought him a pet fish. He named his fish David after David Wright because my dad is a big Mets fan. So yeah, David is like a very colorful, coy ass little beta bitch and <laughs> um, he sits in his little square tank in his office. He's really cool looking. He's pretty sick. And, yeah, I bought it for him for his birthday because, you know, he, he, he used to have a fish in his office. It died a while ago. And, you know, I wanted to bring that joy back. That's the part. Okay. And that was in October. I really don't buy anything. Honestly, I am so frugal with my money. It's ridiculous. I don't buy anything. I am, I'm proud. (laughs) I am proud of how reserved I am with my coin. I I just think that I I'm very responsible with money. But you know. At the same time you wanna enjoy yourself sometimes, but you know, I I usually think about things this way, right? If I like something and I see it, I'm like, ooh, that'd be fun to get. And it's not gonna add any like, you know, intellectual value or personal value to me. I usually think about it this way. Can I get this item as a gift? Can can I get something similar at another point in my life? If the answer is yes, then I don't get it. And I'll ask for it as a gift, potentially. Especially if it's clothing, because, you know, clothing, you take or leave that. You find something similar at another point. It's not a big deal. Unless it's something, like, you desperately need. Like, if you need like, nice clothes for an interview and all you have are t-shirts and jeans and, yeah, (laughs) you know, you might, that's something you might need, but in other situations, not really, but, yeah, so that's how I have self-control with money, (laughs) for the most part, I mean, yeah, if you want to connect with me on social media, just, you know, to say hi, I, I do check rarely. I would say to follow me on Twitter, but I'm probably going to delete my Twitter account. So, <laughs> inspired by the social dilemma. So, follow me on Instagram at just in the flesh radio. I'll repeat, at just in the flesh radio on Instagram. And if you want to submit a discussion topic, a question of the day... Or just, honestly, a question in general, a comment, or anything. Like I said, DM me, comment below on the YouTube video, or even leave a review in Apple Podcasts. If you go to anchor.fm slash flesh slash message, you can find it here, and you can just record a message and send it to me and actually be a part of the show which is honestly sick. Also, if you want to, this definitely isn't mandatory and there's no pressure to do this. If you want to support the show, the podcast, the radio live stream, you can do so at the same website, anchor.fm slash dress in the flesh slash support. 
you can either contribute support me and allow me to monetarily have funds to continue this pursuit and all the money that I make from the support feature is going to go towards upgrading my equipment, upgrading the quality of the show, maybe make a set. I'm currently just like in a bedroom and you know I feel like it would be cool to be able to get a fancy set you know like all these big podcasters do have because you know them podcaster youtubers they have that vibe that sometimes it would be nice to have that's my dream so if you want to help make that happen you can but don't feel pressure to do so I'm not expecting anything but if you want to the information is there to do that as well anyway thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this episode as much as i enjoyed filming it and i'll hopefully see you next time bye guys